Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. Glad you could join me. I'm Paul. It's the ninth day of July. I want to encourage you to go check out our other drop on this date. We drop two podcasts every Sunday, and one is a full-length sermon from our travels. This one comes from Triumphant Grace Ministries in Kenosha, Wisconsin. It's titled The Great Physician. I'll not give you the whole background. I did all that yesterday. I just want to encourage you to go check it out. It's about 61 minutes long. So yes, it's a little longer than usual, but I think it will have some jam-packed good content you're going to want to hear. Maybe again and again. Might be one you you want to take some notes on. I I feel a, a, a direction in my spirit in this in regards to seeing Jesus as the healer of all the things that hurt us and continuing to heal because we continue to hurt and we continue to hurt ourselves and we continue to get hurt. Well, let's talk Jesus today, shall we? July the 9th means for our purposes that we're in the middle of Mark 12. I've been tracking this year a little more carefully than I have in the past And we started this journey in the month of January on day one of the year. We did our introduction to Mark. So if you're late to the party and you want the entire book, go to the top of the calendar year and follow along. Well, we're we're over halfway through the calendar year and we're way over halfway through the gospel of Mark. And we're almost finished with this final section of of a trilogy of confrontations, one with the Pharisees, one with the Sadducees, and now one with a scribe. In verse verse 29, 30, and 31, we covered yesterday, Jesus says, The great commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. And then the second is love your neighbor as yourself. The scribe says to him in verse 32, Well said, teacher, you have spoken the truth, for there is one God, And there is no other but He. And to love Him with all the heart, with all the understanding, with all the soul, and with all the strength is to love one's neighbor as oneself, or and to love one's neighbor as oneself, sorry, is more than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. So the scribe agrees. And I I can't help but every time I read this think, well, good for you. (laughs) You you know, good for you that you agree with Jesus. Um, The right side of history is to agree with Jesus. But you got to remember that they're, they're not looking at it the way we are. This is a scribe of Torah confronting a guy that he's probably suspicious is a blasphemer or at least not very scripturally sound. And I think he's probably genuinely impressed that the greatest commandment uh, is the Shema, the love the Lord your God, and that Jesus then gets a little clever and joins Leviticus 19 to that Shema and says to love your neighbor as yourself. This scribe agrees, nods in approval, and has to add a little bit himself. This tongue-in-cheek, this is typical to me of people that ask questions and you give a biblical answer and it's close to what they agree with, but they need to make sure you've got their verse too. (laughs) I I find it interesting. I, I do that a lot. You'll give an answer and it's, you know, it's scripturally sound and people want to add on to it something else that they've seen. Now, I'm not saying it's the wrong thing to do. I'm just saying we have a hard time just saying, yeah, I agree, you know, and I'm bad about it too. Someone will say something to me 
and I agree, and I've got to add a little verse to it and go, yeah, and and there's this. Um, and sometimes I get away from those conversations and think, why'd you have to add anything? Why don't you just say, yeah, boy, I, I agree. What a great revelation. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I... Sometimes I really feel like there is something more to be said. Sometimes I guess I'm uncomfortable saying yeah without adding something on my own. Some of that's probably just that I'm in ministry and preach and do that for a living. Um, And so I'm a little bit compassionate for this scribe while also kind of laughing at him because I'm laughing at me. And I'm hoping somebody will be compassionate over me because this scribe does this for a living, so to speak. He knows the scripture. And he has to add to it because he says, is loving one's neighbor as yourself, that's more than the whole burnt offerings and the sacrifices. And this is a, 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 a scriptural proof of his own because 1 Samuel 15 tells us that obedience is better than sacrifice. And then Hosea 6 talks about this as superior to sacrifice. And so we have scriptural evidence that the Old Testament agrees with Jesus and agrees with the scribe. We also know that Paul agrees because when he writes his brilliant letter to the Romans, and man, we love to quote Romans, but for some reason we don't quote the last part of chapter 13 very often because in the last chapter of or in the last part of chapter 13, Paul names off five of the Ten Commandments and says if there's any other commandment, they're all summed up in this. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm. I'm in Romans 13, 9 and 10. Love does no harm to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. Technically a definite article in front of it. The love is the fulfillment of the law. So how does Jesus fulfill the law? He loves God by loving his neighbor, and by loving your neighbor, you love your enemy. Because you can't say you love your neighbor if you don't love your enemy, and you can't say you love God if you don't love your neighbor. To this, Jesus responds in Mark 12, 34. When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. But after that, no one dared question him. I got a little sermon brewing in my heart, and I'm not so sure I won't have preached it by the time you hear this podcast called Not Far From the Kingdom because the Gospels have John the Baptist and Jesus telling people to repent the kingdoms at hand. So the kingdom was a mind change away. And to this scribe, Jesus says, you're not far from the kingdom. Well, what would would it have taken then to step into the fullness of the kingdom? It sounds to me like we're not far from the kingdom when we start to learn the law of love. And maybe one of the reasons why we're struggling with the kingdom as a theological concept is because we keep arguing over who we're supposed to love. And we keep trying to put qualifiers over what that love looks like. Lord have mercy. See you tomorrow. God bless.